All right. Welcome, everybody. Good evening. It is Thursday, March 5th, 2020, and it is episode number 21 of The Very Interesting Show. So good evening. We're going to have a good time. We are... We are legal, actually. We are legal tonight, ladies and gentlemen. It is episode number 21, so congratulations, everybody. Round of applause. We fucking did it. We made it to 21. We can have a drink in our honor, but none of us are choosing to do that this evening. At least I'm not going to speak speak for everybody. I'm just going to speak for myself. I, I only have the fine beverage that is sparkling ice with me tonight. I've actually decided not to cut back on energy drinks because... You guys have given me so much shit about it. It's actually not that. It's just because I don't <laughs> want to drink an energy drink. I realized that when I drink an energy drink on the show, my thought process and the way that my brain moves, I it plus yeah. plus like you get the sweats. You kind of get like the cold fucking sweat sitting there. Like you feel yourself parts of your body like you're like you're in fucking menopause. And it's like Ugh, it's it's not a good feeling. I'm not not a fan of it. So. I will. I will take my sparkling eyes for this evening, Justin. What about you? You. Uh, what do you do? You drink things at work, or do you have to have something to drink with you all the time? Uh, I drink water at work. You drink water at work. Do you? Do you like take specific breaks to take wa- to drink water, or do you no, always I have, have water? With I have you? A, a water bottle that I carry around. Mm, you have a water bottle. If I'm if I'm doing manager stuff. It's mm, very important know, stuff. It's, you know, by the manager. You need guys. to have your water bottle by your side in order to do all of that manager stuff because it is no, just. Well, most most of the, my manager stuff involves walking around and and doing checks on on employees and stuff like that. Your so. other friends from work seem to they need to cope because their water bottle has names. So they 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 think of it. They must think of the water bottle as a real person. Maybe maybe it keeps them company through the day. Maybe it helps them do the managerial stuff. I'm I'm not, not sure. I'm not sure how that works. I personally do not have never had a pet rock, but I can kind of understand it. Did you have like a, a pet inanimate object growing up? Either of you guys? I because I I know that it was always a stupid thing to potentially to to do. You never b- actually bought into it because I I thought about it. I've thought about oh, it. Oh, <laughs> I was given a uh, a pet Tyrannosaurus Rex. Mm. It was just like this little little. St- Sculpture of a Tyrannosaurus Rex, like a miniaturized one that like was in like this crate-looking wooden like a terranium box. almost. No, 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 it was it was a wooden box that looked like a shipping crate, like they would ship like an animal oh, in or right, something. Right, right. What about you, Johnny Horndog? You seem like more of a real pet kind of person rather than an imaginary pet. Well, person. growing up, my mom always used to like breed dogs, but oh, really? I, there actually was an inanimate object that I like had love for at one point. What age were you? Uh this was last year. Oh, that, okay. Uh, no, it's fine. Um, I, I, I was going to say, do we need to send you to a know, home? I might have been definitely like seven, like something mm. like that. Seven years it's old. It's a reasonable like enough age for that. Oh, yeah, yeah, naturally. But like I was a, you know, always have been like a huge like Pokemon nerd. Mm. And still me, are me to and this my, day. Me and my sister, like out of like a like an empty roll of toilet paper and like paper mache just made like in uh, like a um and then like the little bottom of like egg cartons you know mm. like the little like almost like feet so you actually arts and crafts made your your arts and crafts made like a little like caterpie nice. like mm. you know the little bug caterpillar oh, but Pokemon. that's different though, yeah you made it I made it and it, it but felt it was an, so special it, too it was an uh, inanimate object that you know I kept as a pet we 
it, our projects were one of the things that would always kind of spice up the the childhood experience whenever you were growing up because you fall into these patterns when you're growing up. You you go to school, you come home, you fall into your your routine, you do your shit, and occasionally, every once in a while, and I'm glad I I'm, I'm grateful to my parents for doing this. Occasionally, they would throw in little things to kind of spice it up, and arts and crafts are one of those things that that is really, really simple idea to throw in there and spice it up. Because my my parents always seem to to put in the little sort of effort whenever we would express little little bits of creativity. Uh they would have no issues just, hey, we're gonna we're gonna go to Michael's and we're going to buy some fabrics and we're going to buy some really uh really questionable things and we're going to go home and we're going to make make an art project. I remember I actually have a Pokemon uh thing similar to John. I made Sudowoodo when I was younger, it was a second generation Pokemon. It was a, it was a fucking goofy ass dancer tree that had okay. like three balls for arms. And we, I actually made, it was a night that my mom just decided, you know what? I'm going to change it up from the, the usual parenting experience. And we're going to do an art and crafts night and things like that. It, it you, I, I'm telling you as a parent, Gene, I don't know if you aspire to be a parent anytime oh, yeah. soon. Yeah, man. Well, not soon, but yeah. Well, it, close enough. Yeah, well, come here, boy. I'm going to teach mm. you how to build a bomb. Oh, so you're <laughs> going to teach your child. You're going to opt out of the art and crafts night. No. And instead, you're going to go for... Cookbook. Here we come. You're no. gonna go for you're gonna go for homegrown terrorist night. No, no, Is no. That... I'm not breeding domestic terrorism. <laughs> I, okay, I'm I, not doing that. Not yet. Yeah. I can't speak for. We my have future a long ways to go here <laughs> because I don't know myself enough. But I hope not. You hear that government? <laughs> I hope not. He no, hopes no. not. I'm not breeding domestic terrorists. No, he's... no, I did not have any inanimate um, objects, pets as a child because I had friends. Mm. So, hey, <laughs> I'm hey, just, I'm just kidding. Although I did have one thing. I, it wasn't a pet, but I slept with a, a bottle opener from, mm-hmm. which is you know, that's, that's explains how old were you? From between one and five years old. For five okay. years, I slept with a bottle opener. Was there like a reason for that? I have no right, idea. So it's so well, when his parents, dad, so when his dad would come and check on him, and I would <laughs> I would like wake up and start crying. Like I'd sleep with it. Did you give it a personality? Was it talking to no, you? No, it's just a fucking mm-hmm. bottle opener, dude. So it wasn't like a demon. My dad opener. still has it. it is, oh really? He's, to this day, he he still has it. And he shows it to me anytime I act up. He's like, I'm gonna take this shit away again. And I'm like. <laughs> Does he? Exactly. Are you? Does he keep it only for you, or does he actually use it as a bottle opener? On no, the he side? doesn't use it. Oh, it's he a, doesn't use a, it on the side. Like, um, so this bottle opener does not have a side. It's a gig. Sentimental object. Yeah, it's a little sentimental. He also has like this. For some reason, like I was a dope ass baby. I had tiny little Ray Bans, mm-hmm. like the sunglasses. He still has them. Oh, They're really? like this big, a little tiny itty bitty Ray Bans. So your dad keeps all of those mementos. Yeah, of you? Well, I have a very close relationship mm-hmm. with my dad. He also has a. My mom kept a tiny pair of Jordans that I had when I was a baby. What's the thing that means the most to you? What's the thing that could actually? Because I know that you're not actually a sentimental person. What's one thing that you know? I mean, I know that you are, but you're. I don't let my emotions control mm, me. You're just. They don't have to control you in order for you to to display them. You just don't display them. No. And it's cool that they don't control you. You just don't. You don't necessarily show it off either. But since you don't display yourself as a sentimental person, despite that, though, what's one thing that your parents have? Maybe maybe your dad has that you know that they have. That makes you feel some sort of sentimentality that they have actually kept that. Damn. Like, what means the most to you from my parents? Yeah, what, I'm because I'm sure that you've done some wild shit and have maybe been part of some interesting shenanigans that oh, yeah. that they would have wanted to keep and hold on to. Because this is my baby boy, and they I don't know. It, maybe they do. 
I don't know. I think those two are good examples right there. Um, the bottle opener mm-hmm. that I used to sleep on, the little tiny Jordans that my mom got me. I think those are two good ones. Um, but I can't think of anything else other than that. The idea is that each one of those pieces of memorabilia that they would keep potentially comes with a story. So with that in mind, is there which one of those stories means the most to you that has resulted in something that, that they would have kept? It's probably the bottle opener. The bottle opener. It was weird. <laughs> Although, I, funny enough, though, this isn't like a tant, like a thing you can carry around, but in mm. my grandma's house, there's, um, there's a, like a little chip in the tile. She has white tiles on the floor. Mm. A little chip on the tile, and under the white tile is brown. Um so when I was a kid, that's where you shit yourself to, to fuck with me. She would draw little little legs on it, like it was a bug, and just watch <laughs> me walk around it. <laughs> and it would get I you every walk time, every fucking time, dude. Like for like a good two years. Jesus. I was like, how do you not realize that that's that that? And then is they would not... like grab me and put me push me towards uh, it. Be like, no, no. Oh, so you were still you were still really really yeah, traumatized. Yeah, that's I was like that maybe one maybe one or two two or three around there. So you're you're completely traumatized by this, and yeah, and she still brings my fucking grandma still brings it up. Anytime I go over, she goes, "One day you're gonna bring a wife, and I'm gonna show her that fucking spot right there, and just explain to her how ridiculous you are." Oh God, everybody has those stories that they know that their grandparents have that they're afraid of, of having told to a significant other one day. I don't care. I mean, they could tell them and be like, "Yeah, I did that." Like whatever. I mean, I <laughs> the thing that I respect about you is that you will completely wear all those stories and just wear them with zero shame. Being like, yeah, this is great. I mean, is, what does there to great. be ashamed about? Shit happens, man. No, and yeah. You I, learn and you grow from it. Oh, yeah, right? of course. Yeah. yeah. It's just uh, not everybody has the same level of comfortability with having that that mask of embarrassment yeah. ripped off, just torn off like a Band-Aid. People have fragile egos, man. I get you, out the theater, man. Mm. Probably those years, all those years in theater. So that's kind of you're you're more you take the more of a an open book approach to to everything where you just want everything out in the open. I this is kind you're more a little bit more transparent in terms of this is how I well, this is how I feel I about X. Like issue. I won't go out and tell you something mm-hmm. about myself, but if you find out something about but me, but if I draw it out of you, yeah, then, then I'm just sure. Mm-hmm. Like or if you find out some ridiculous about me, I'll I'll admit to it. Be like, yeah, I won't be embarrassed. But yeah, that happened. Like for instance, I'm sure that you know the the bottle pick story. I it would potentially classify as something that would be uh, a story that you would would be embarrassing to the what have somebody told or the the oh the uh, yeah, the, yeah. the bottle opener yeah, the bottle opener. yeah i mean <laughs> i your normal person would probably be embarrassed but i speak imagine if i slept with an ice pick mm-hmm. that'd be scary i probably would be in jail right now <laughs> no i said bottle pick and i was just like i had half the ice pick story from last week stuck in my head still that's what i should have slept with <laughs> You should have slept with an ice pick. And My parents would be mm-hmm. terrified of me. <laughs> yeah. Would they have kept the ice pick as a souvenir? This is how demented of a child yeah, you were. Yeah, my dad would. Because mm-hmm. my dad's that type where he's like, you're fucked up, man. Like, yep. And he knows that and he knows that you're fucked. Is he, is, he's got to be a little fucked up, too, in my, order to have produced you. No, man. <laughs> my dad is a weird... Like, I love my dad. Like, we have a really good mm-hmm. relationship, and he raised me. Because my mom was gone. Is but, it consistent? Like, would it? Uh, yeah. Uh, so you can constantly. You always had a good relationship. Yeah, I always with your had dad. a good. Always, always. And I still like. Mm-hmm. I talked. To, I called him yesterday. Cool. But it's like, he is so like he's so stoic, man. The guy never smiles. That's where you get it from. Like he's just like bam, but he's so he can be so fucking goofy at the same time. Like I remember again, my dad's. If you meet it, my dad, my dad's a pretty serious guy. So is it like dry humor then? If he's, he's like, no. It's goofy. It makes it'll it'll just come out of nowhere. Here's an example. 
When I was, <laughs> it's like uncalled for dad humor. When like I was, dad humor in situations where it doesn't really yeah. apply, but he's doing it anyway. But I, I was in middle school, and it was Halloween, and I was going to school, and they had not allowed anyone to wear costumes, so we couldn't wear costumes. Mm-hmm. And my dad drove me to school dressed up as a banana, <laughs> and he was yelling at the other cars and honking the entire way to school. And I'm just in the wait. Way. Why were you dressed as a banana? He was dressed as a banana. Oh, he was dressed as what the fuck? <laughs> he was listen though. He was in his underwear. <laughs> With slippers on and a banana costume on top, like the big full size body banana. Right. My and he's God. just honking and yelling at people in traffic, just nonsense. What year was on this? My way. Was this one of those years where that fucking banana character was on the fucking full blown banana costume? I think it was that year, but man, it was just like my dad would just turn it on out of nowhere. <laughs> but the, here's the thing about the funny thing about my dad. And then is, the next day you'll come home and he'll just beat the shit out of you. No. Like. <laughs> <laughs> He was not a Gene, I told you for the last time, tr- stop sleeping with that fucking ice pick. I tried to draw it out, out of him you. a couple of times, but he's he's very patient. Very patient, man. Very stoic. Um, he's it's a like, good guy, though. I love my dad. Do you realize exactly how much of a spitting image you are of him in that case? Yeah. From the way that you're describing physically, it? Physically, I look like my mom, but I act like my dad. Mm. And I understand that, and I'm cool with that. Although, when my dad gets sauced... He becomes me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Because then the dark humor starts coming out. It just starts oozing out. So he has it inside of him then. Oh, he has it in there. It's, it's just, just it's just kept. It's a little bit closer to the surface for you. You like yeah, to you like case. to let it fly a little more than he does. Why? Well, I mean, I like to, you know, relieve some pressure before it fucking explodes. So yeah. It sounds like a chicken and the egg <laughs> kind of situation. Like which came first, his dark humor or yours? I think his. Mm. But it's not just him though, because like half my family's like that. Dude, most people's Thanksgiving, they sit around eating turkey or they watch, and then they watch the game and they go to mm. sleep or something. They go outside, they play. Like, we just sit there roasting each other. Like, I want to be a part, I want to be a fly on the wall at your dude, family it's Thanksgiving. Same because it's like 50 people there. It's like 50 fucking people. Everyone's hammered, including like the fucking 16 year old cousins, fucking <laughs> hammered, and we're just roasting each other. That's just acceptable in your it's, culture, though, isn't it? It is, like, yeah. I started doing it at like 14. <laughs> So have you gotten better at it? Like, did you have that period when you first started doing it that you were like a little, little awkward 14 year old kid doing it? And maybe you would get well, roasting maybe everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you would get ribbed I, for it. I would just sit there and listen. Well, is and there an initiation process to be part of the, the ribbing? Well, no, here's the thing. I, you just have to be good at like, it. Like I, I usually was on the receiving end of it, and, of it and I couldn't say anything back cause they were adults. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. Whatever. You reach a the certain particular More, age though, maybe 14. No, you, when I hit 18, Oh, I think 17, 18, um, my aunt said something to me and it was fucking mean. Like it wasn't a normal roast. It was fucking mean. Was it like mean spirited? Yeah. It was something about like something about relationships, blah, blah, blah. So she was trying to get at you. She was trying to, she was trying to get a rise out of me. Mm -hmm. Um, and she said some shit to me and then I was like, huh, that's interesting. You, you say that. And she's like, why? And I'm like, cause your three kids have three different last names. <laughs> and my dad just put his hand on my chest and he was like, "You should maybe stop drinking." <laughs> no. Were you drinking? I was drinking. Uh, yeah, I guess he you're put his hand on my chest. And he was like, he just like tapped me on the on the chest and just like scooted the drink forward. I think you've I think <laughs> I you've like, had enough. And I was just like smiling, and she was fucking pissed. Dude. Oh, she was actually pissed. Yeah. Did she hate you already? She was. Ma- yeah, she hates me. Oh, she, she hates was, you already. Okay. Uh, she was mad. But everyone else was laughing at her, and that's why she was more mad. Mm, because she got like, you, oh, you embarrassed you. the fuck everybody, out of her. Everybody was yeah. just drunk enough to find my it grandpa, hilarious. My grandpa just looked down. He just looked <laughs> down, and so we couldn't see his face. He just kept. He just did <laughs> his hand over his fucking eyebrows and just looked down. 
I'm telling you, fly drones. I want to be. I want to be a fly on the wall. I don't know. Thanksgiving. I haven't been to a Thanksgiving in a while. I would. Um, I can imagine it's a little different now. You know, but yeah, it, things change. Yeah, but so I, I do want to be part of your your family Thanksgiving. It's fun. It it, it does sound like fun. Food's so good. coming up. Oh, I'm hungry. Actually, no, I'm not. What the fuck? I just ate tortellinis. But uh, gabagool. <laughs> yeah, no. They're not bad, actually. You so coming up in a little bit. motherfucker. <laughs> no, I don't slurp. I don't. No, 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 no. I eat spaghetti properly. I know. I know exactly how to you scoop roll it. it up with a spoon. Oh, yeah. Yep. Bada bing, bada boom. Get it nice and rolled up. Ah, gabagool. How you doing? Somebody shoot this man in his face. Me first. All right. So <laughs> coming up in just a little bit, we have, of course, this kind of happened. We'll be talking about something important in history, I'm sure. It actually is a very important thing that I'm I, – I looked – as soon as I knew what we were talking about tonight, it brought me back to the YouTube video that I watched like a long time ago that I saw of this happening. Was it chicken murder? No, the uh we're talking about Bud Dwyer tonight, right? Oh yeah, we are talking about Bud Yeah, so the, I remember the I remember watching that video and that video is lit. is fucking ingrained <laughs> yeah. into my head forever. So we'll be we'll have that coming up in well, a few minutes. Do you want to play the audio from the video? Uh, I can. I can look it up, yeah, and we'll. we'll do you, you want to play the audio from the video? Yeah, we'll do. It. We want to All traumatize right. our audience, so we'll do. That. No, we'll just play. We'll play the audio. That's it it'll be yeah. like right before the gun. If you don't see it, it no, won't be as traumatizing. All the way through, I want to hear the. Oh, I haven't my God, seen it. Someone call an ambulance. You'll get to see it, John. Then it, it's it's fucked up. So we'll have that coming up in a few minutes. Yeah. Plus, at midnight, roughly, we'll have Entertainment Club. Of course, we listen to the Ron Burgundy podcast, which is uh, the episode that we listened to was poetry with Peter Dinklage. It was uh well it was a thing. It was a it was thing. a thing that occurred. It's very well produced. Yes. Yeah. But so we'll we'll Talk get to that. It, we'll get yeah. to that at midnight. We'll get to the juice before we'll, it turned into a pumpkin. Oh yeah. <laughs> Plus at twelve thirty, coming up at, at twelve thirty, kind of before the show gets on its last leg here, we'll have our Florida Man Strikes Back segment, which will be our final talk news news talk preview segment. That's coming up at, at uh, the end of the month. So this will be the cornerstone, the capstone on our series of preview segments here because we've seen Woke Olympics, we've seen the lighter side, and so tonight will be the third uh, the third of my segments that we'll be doing on Talk News News Talk that we'll be previewing tonight. It's a Florida Man, the classic Florida Man segment. Every radio show's got to have it, and so we will, we will we'll catch up with the infamous Florida Man a little bit, a little bit later on. And so that will be, that'll be our show. And so, Gene, I would like to know something. You, would you Would you like to answer a question for me? I would. I, uh, there's one one thing that I would like to know. Oh, yeah, good. All right. So, I I would like to know what kind of happened. All right. So we're gonna talk about something that. Um, I mean, it kind of happened. <laughs> I'm getting real good at this. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Mr. Robert Bud Dwyer. Who dat? Which is funny because I, you know, we living in the city that we're living in, you know, Buddy Dyer. Yeah. And Bud Dwyer. So I was like, oh man, what if they're going to have the same fate? I actually Googled, uh, Googled yeah. this for, to look up the video and to look up the story. And I, yeah. uh, Buddy uh, Buddy Dyer was the first, yeah, the first name that popped up in the the suggested. Yeah, old old Bob Bud Dwyer is kind of drifting into you know obscurity. 
with people that don't like horrible things. Well, anyway, he was the 30th state treasurer of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. So it's up where, up by your people, right, John, around there? Yeah. So Is it? Yeah. I have no idea with how the geographic northeast works, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, this guy was actually pretty successful, funny enough. Um, he was a good guy. I mean, born in Missouri, graduated with a, you know, 1961 political science, all that good stuff, uh, member of a frat, graduated, earned a master's degree in education, then he taught um, social studies and football in, uh, in some high some it's an interesting school. combination, social yeah. studies and football. Um, actually, you'd be surprised. At my high school, the football coach was the biology teacher. That's weird. Because most of the time, funny enough, and, and I think you can attest to this being former military, the former military guys love history. So And, and guys that do contact sports, for the most part, mm-hmm. are former military. So it's, it's kind of a manly thing to know history, weirdly enough. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, the person that taught history at my high school was a, was a, a wood carver. He was a woodworker. Exactly. He actually kind of builds, he kind of, he kind of did what, what Daniel does now. Yes. Yeah, so In a way, aren't we all kind of woodworkers? Yeah. If you mm-hmm. really think about it, is that like a jerking off joke? <laughs> yeah. uh, Masturbation joke. Mm-hmm. It was. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he was a Republican. Hey, no. Surprise. Um, and he was elected to Pennsylvania House, not the big house of Pennsylvania. Like the, the state house? The, yeah, the state, state house, the house of representatives. House, yeah. And like he served once, got reelected, halfway into his second term, ran for the, the Senate of Pennsylvania, mm. fucking won, and resigned his house position, jumped over to the Senate. And he got reelected there too. And he was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me go for like a big seat, man. In the state government, working with the governor and shit. So he Why, went is to he like fat. Does he like need a big seat? Oh, he, he was, he's a bit he's of a, a chubby guy. Poor. He was a little yeah. poorly, so yeah, poorly he definitely guy. need a big seat. Extra large yeah. chairs for Mister Bud. He had to be elected three times to win three separate seats. Double wide. <laughs> <laughs> let's not. He's. Let's not say bad things about him. Um, but fuck him. Right. Did and he deserve <laughs> his fate? Ooh. He then became Find out at the, end. the treasurer of Pennsylvania. Good stuff, and then that's when uh, the whole bribery thing started, man. So bribery. what? So what exactly happened with that? With the uh, the bribery? So, okay, so basically, do you know what FICA is? Do you guys know yeah. what FICA is? FICA, it, it's the yeah, institution it's like that's responsible yeah, for our FICA's. credit scores, right? Okay, no, that's FICO. Ah, uh, FICA. Oh, is, actually, that's what I thought. I'll you put said this was easily: FICO. income tax. Mm. That's FICA. So Federal it's insurance it's what contributions co- act. Yes, so it's what covers Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. All that good fucking stuff. And um, apparently the employees of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, they overpaid millions of dollars Mm. worth of taxes. And those are uh, employees of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. So it's not like the McDonald's guys, blah, blah, blah. It's the guys that actually work for the Commonwealth. It's like if Orange County had paid... It's like utility workers. Yeah, like actual employees of the Commonwealth. They paid a shit ton of money. So then Bud... Being the new guy, they're like, hey, you got to fix this, man. It, this should happen before he came in, to be fair. Let's be honest here. But then they were like, oh, you got to fix this. Um, and uh, here's... Like which, it or not, the responsibility does fall on him yeah, at that point. Yeah, and this part doesn't make any goddamn sense to me. They offered a $4.6 million contract. This Commonwealth is offering this to an accounting firm to be able to calculate the amount of money that they overpaid so they knew how much they would claim back and give to their employees. You get what I mean? 
Hmm. That, so that seems kind of suspect. You guys work for me. Mm-hmm. You guys overpaid taxes. I overpaid taxes. I'm like, fuck, we got to get our money back. I'm going to hire this guy. He's going to do the numbers and we'll get our money back. And that way I can see how much you're getting, you're getting, and I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes sense so far. Yeah. And in, in government functions of any kind, regional, local, you know, state level, federal level, mm-hmm. you have what's called uh, no, co- no contest bidding. Sorry, not no contest bidding, contest bidding, which means you can't pick one firm. Like they bid for it. So it's so, like, oh, yeah. it's supposed I can to be some it. sort of a policy to potentially avoid like conflicts of interest. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I'll bid this much for it and we'll provide you these services. Oh, I'll bid this much for it, which is why the I 4 is all fucked up. Mm hmm. Also, yeah. So there are downsides to it, but there's also plus sides to it. Oh, I'd it love to get into the eye for competition. It creates a competitive environment. Yeah. Um, well, he, <laughs> well, he, well, not even a month in to this bidding thing, and he awarded a four point six million dollar contract to uh, this these guys called CTA, which is Computer Technologies Associates, the California based, mm-hmm. and this guy owned by a guy called John Torquato Jr who also was from Harrisburg. Remember, he's from Harrisburg. Mm-hmm. They're both from Harrisburg. <laughs> and then later on, um, they send some anonymous person, mm. sends the governor. Could have been anybody. Dick Thornburg. That's a, that's a good old thing. Like, there's good names in this. Dick pics. I thought they, he sent him dick pics. There's, <laughs> good, there's some good names in this. He couldn't have just called himself Richard Thornburg. No. Like, Dick no, no. Thornburg. There, uh, what the fuck is with a person if that I is was... named Richard? Would you actually call yourself Dick if yeah, you were named Richard? Only if I well, had you also the have... nickname as, like, Big. You like, also uh, have to realize. Call me Big Dick Thornburg. <laughs> this, dude, this, like... dude's, this dude's probably from the 50s or the 60s. So yeah. that's. That's I would when have, that, that style of name was popular. I'd have people call me. If my name is Dick Thornburg, you can call me Dick Thorn. That's all you're going to call me. Richard Thorn. Big Thornburg. Yeah, Richard Big Thornburg. <laughs> Richard Big Thornburg. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Um, so anyway. Big Dick. Uh, a memo goes to the governor. Same. Saying, hey, this dude took a bribe for this shit. And, the, and then the governor's like, huh, this fat motherfucker took a bribe? I'm calling the FBI. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. So he calls the FBI. The FBI shows up, and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. They're like, okay, let's. we're going to get set up. All right, John, you're an FBI agent. You ready? <clears throat> you got to do your best FBI agent voice, okay? Like, Horn dog, into my office, please. We have to investigate this guy called Bud Dwyer. What's a sitch? Looks like there are conspiracy charges against him. It looks like he's been taking bribes for government contracts. No fucking shit. Yeah. Skeezy motherfucker. What are we going to hit him with? We'll get him the same way we got JFK. Suicide. Throw the fucking book at this dude, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I still believe JFK's death was a suicide. His head just kind of did that. It just did that. <laughs> it just spontaneously right. combusted. He just was like, "Fuck this!" Boom. <laughs> <laughs> right? Here's a, here's a, here's a great way to not look suspicious, though. As soon as the governor calls the FBI, he cancels the contract. Mm. <laughs> as soon as they call the FBI, they're like, oh, "I can't, uh, don't believe we can. Uh, we're going to be able to go through with this contract." So uh, I'm very sorry about that. Abort! <laughs> Abort! No. <laughs> um, he, and this is what I love. 
This motherfucker, when they start prosecuting him and doing all this stuff and searching for files and documents mm-hmm. and, and subpoenaing people, he said that the U.S. attorney had neither the authority nor the evidence to pursue prosecution. The U.S. attorney does not have the authority. <laughs> what kind of shit is that? Yeah, that doesn't sound quite right that here. That doesn't make any fucking... That's like a cop coming up to you to give you a ticket. You're like, yeah, have the authority to give me that. So how could that? How can that possibly have happened? What could have? What could have happened to make them think that that was the right course of action? Like, to, what, do you, what do you mean? Like, how how does the U.S. attorney not possibly have have the authority to do? Bud this? was at this point. Bud's just throwing shit out. Belligerent. There. Oh, so he's, he's basically yeah. just trying to create a smokescreen so he can cover up what he's pocket doing. sand. Yep. Mm. He even told his staff to withhold any information or request for information from the uh, attorney general. So he FBI. knows he's going down. He's just stalling for precious yep. time at this point. Basically. In um, which to potentially flee the country. Shit, so after after talking to um, uh, Mr. Torquato, the owner of that firm, and William T. Smith, which was Torquato's attorney, um, they charged him. Uh, with receiving a kickback of $300,000. I'm glad Mr. William T. Smith decided to put T in there. Otherwise, he would just be another Bill Smith. Smith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Boring um, old white guy. Funny enough, um, he Smith admitted, yeah, I gave him a bribe, and he accepted it. Torcado admitted, yeah, I gave him a bribe, and he accepted it. Mm. And Bud was like, I ain't get no bribe. <laughs> <laughs> you got two guys, and their stories lined up to the fucking T. To the fucking T. Um, yep, that's me, Bud Dwyer. You might be wondering how I got in this situation. With like his brains <laughs> like, oh, man. Um, you got so anyway. that, that music sound effect that goes with that. <laughs> Another guy called Bob Asher was, um, was indicted too, but that's a whole different story. And Bob Asher, by the way, is still in government. He's oh, really? A, he's a member of the Republican Party. He's still in government. Um, so anyway. Uh, that doesn't he, surprise me. The max sentence for Bud Dwyer was 12 years. I'll kind of go through this a little quicker because I know I'm taking a bit. Well, um, it was fine. 12 years, right? But then um, his lawyer said, hey, um, could we, you know, just drop the charges if if, if he resigns? Because like, that was the whole plea. Because looking this up, it says uh, Dwyer was found guilty on 11 counts of conspiracy. I'm going to get there, yeah. Oh, you're already in no, the I'm going to get there. Cool, cool, cool. I was like, that, I, I was going to get. No, I'm going to get to the full rap sheet right, in a let's, second. Let's get there. Um, but yeah. <laughs> He, uh, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. So he admitted that, um, here's a, uh, I'm, again, I'm going through the nonsense first and then I'll give you the charges. In the next part. I do like hearing about the nonsense. He wrote a fucking letter. Mm-hmm. Again, you're, you're not guilty. You're not guilty. Remember this. He wrote a letter to Ronald Reagan asking for a pardon when he's, when he's claiming he's not guilty. And his excuse was that the concept of immediate credit is not understood by the country people of his state, which is a jury. He's basically saying the jury in my state is too stupid to understand how credit works, so they can't. So he's Try really me. he's really just grasping at straws. Yeah, at he's this point. he's just shitting on everyone. He knows that he's going down, and he yeah. is trying to find any potential option to yep. to maybe avoid his fate. So December 18th, 1986, he filed, he's guilty on 11 counts of conspiracy, mail fraud, perjury, interstate transportation in aid of racketeering, and was sentenced 
<laughs> and had a maximum sentence of 55 years in prison and $300,000 fine, which the $300,000 is the same amount that he was bribed with, funny enough. Locked up, baby. Look at that. I think that was intentional. I think the judge was like, how much are you going to find him? How much is that bribe? Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, he uh, his lawyer decided that um, he wanted to try to get him a deal. So he was like, hey, you know, if if my guy pleads guilty, then... You know, can you can you drop the charges? Mm-hmm. And he said the prosecutor went, um, "Yeah, I'm the U.S. District Attorney. Your dude said that I have no jurisdiction here. So what I'm going to do is deny that. But he has to plead guilty. I'll give him five years, a three hundred thousand dollar fine, and that'll be it. You, and he has to resign. If you're in this situation, if you are that, I would fuck, take that You deal. take those. Yeah, he you did fucking not. take those. He said, "Fuck you. I'm going to trial." <laughs> at that point this is when you start to throw the question out there does he deserve his fate like uh i mean obviously nobody deserves what will eventually get to the press conference but uh, he kind of you know what the funny what part happened? is i think the whole thing his whole thing i think was uh he wanted to stay as treasurer he didn't want to resign i think that was his main thing was so he just he was just so connected to, found, to this job it was his calling i think he found nobility in office and he wanted to stay there but here's the thing in the state of Pennsylvania, if you are found guilt, uh, if you're convicted of a crime, you automatically lose your seat in whatever office you're holding. So either way, he was fucked. So he, yeah. So this is why he wanted to go down so hard. Yep. It's because he just, he wanted that. He just can't let it go. Yep. And so eventually, he, what what caused him to decide to, to give the press conference? To give everyone the big bang? Yes. Uh, <laughs> so... What does he mean by that? First of all, I want to make this imp- – because this is an important fact that people gloss over. The, the meeting, mm-hmm. the press conference, is in his house. Oh, really? This That's is in his, his house. house. That's not a government building. It's not a government office. That's his house. And he had his press secretary – his press secretary. What the fuck did I just say? James Duke Horshock. <laughs> what a fucking name, dude. These, the fucking names in this story. What was his I deputy treasury – the deputy of treasury? What was his name? It's the biggest porn name you could think of, dude. Uh, uh, fucking oh, is Ron it? Jeremy. No. <laughs> Guess. Guess. Something north. No. Guess. What's what are we? Getting? Ron Big Jeremy. Don Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's swinging beef, man. Well, anyway, Johnson told him, "Hey, this big old um, thick one around." Johnson told him, "Hey, I don't think this is a good idea, dude, uh, because." You shouldn't be attacking the governor or individuals involved or, like, your criminal conviction. Like, you should just chill out and wait to go to trial. And Bud said, hey, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Like, chill out. So they're like, okay, fine. Cool. So they left. Chill out They left him that. in his house. Hashtag chill out with that. So then um, – We're trying to bang on social media here. So he calls – Dwyer calls this guy, uh, Senator Specter, another senator, on the phone, January 21st, two days before his sentencing. And um, they talked for about eight to ten minutes. And then uh, he was telling he was telling him about oh I asked Reagan you know for a pardon and shit, and he was saying dude I'm innocent these unsophisticated rural people are gonna fucking charge me with this shit this is bullshit, so he's like okay the guy's all right all right all right cool hangs up the phone whatever, he goes to bed next day he gets up all right cool we're doing the press conference today. Ten thirty in the, the morning press conference ten thirty in the morning Eastern Standard. Okay, cool. The press, they call a dozen reporters. Everyone shows up. It's all good. Getting set up. We're going to record this guy. 
curious if he's going to rant against the government, like, mm. you know, as he tends to do certain people in office or <laughs> or uh, if he's just going to admit guilt or he's not going to say anything. he's going to be like, I'm sorry, this is happening, you know, like a professional. It was so it was like a mystery. We didn't know which angle this could possibly take. Yeah. This was this was the decider. This was the turning point. Yep. This was where we figure out, is he going to accept responsibility? How, how are we going to proceed from here? You know, However, the, the final result was not one that I think anybody oh, actually no, no, anticipated. No, no, no. The crazy part, though, was that he didn't want any reporters there. He actually suggested on putting guards outside the door to keep reporters out. He just wanted to have his close friends in there. That Doesn't that indicate that something is about to happen? I guess you can't really... No, in retrospect. His right-hand man, Horsog, Duke, uh, he didn't believe him. He was like, dude, you're guilty as fuck, man. Like, he just told him straight up, I I believe you are guilty, that uh, you use state government facilities to manipulate this shit. So whatever. They have a fight, a little disagreement. Leading up to the press conference, U.S. Attorney West, who secured the conviction against Dwyer, said, sounds like the appropriate thing to do under the circumstances. You should have a press conference let everyone know his side of things, right? Mm-hmm. No problem. Cool. And uh, the night before the press conference, he wrote a note saying, I enjoy being with Joe so much. The next 20 years or so would have been wonderful. Tomorrow is going to be so difficult, and I hope I can go through with it. Mm-hmm. That's to his wife. Um, so she's wrote, got to know at this point then. I mean, I don't think she found it until after he blew his head off. Oh, oh shit. Oh, she didn't Spoiler alert. Wow. What I, I said that at the top of the fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm ready to watch this fucking All right. Well, anyway, now. he wrote um, his final statement, I guess, that he handed out was 21 pages mm-hmm. of prepared text that it was described as rambling polemic about the criminal justice system. Tonight's program. So he basically wrote a 21 pages worth of nonsense, right? And... Uh, when everyone, about 30 minutes into it, everyone started to pack up and leave and said, those of you who are putting your cameras away, I think you ought to stay because we're not finished just yet. Oh, God. He says to the fucking press. So they're like, all right, dude. So they pull their cameras out. And Dwyer said, I had to make it known that I was, n- oh, <laughs> his fucking horse shock, his right-hand man says, I had to make it known that I was not aware of the content of the statement. And I didn't know what he was going to do. And then he's paused and he said, and I'm on the last page now, and I don't have enough to pass out. But Duke, I'll leave this here, and you can make copies for the people. There's a few extra copies right there. So yeah, he was reading his 21-page manifest. Mm. So that that was the first part of his press conference was yeah. the 21. And page the whole manifest. thing's on there. It's insane. It's like crazy long. Imagine if, if he didn't look blow his head off. He could have been Alex Jones today. He could have been Alex Jones. Well, I mean, he'd be in. Ge- no, he'd be out of jail. Yep. I'm I'm ready to fucking watch him blow his head off. And then, uh, you know, this is what happened. Bada Where's Greg? He's standing there at his house right now. That's when he's handing out the copies of uh, of his so statement. Don you come up, Don. Come up, Don. Those are all his staffers. This is a guy that he got got in the disagreement with earlier. Yeah. Greg, where are you? I'm right here. He's handing out more programs. Some letters as well. Up, oh, what could be in this envelope? Up, oh, there it is. When I, and I, there it is. This will hurt someone. 
the unceremoniously. Yeah. There it is. Oh, that's some blood flow. Don't panic, please. He's got one eye open. Both eyes kind of open. A dead, lifeless corpse. That is a uh, the fact that I think I think what what fucked me up when I watched it as a child was how just unceremonious it was. Like because you're just, at that just, point, life was done. At, at that point in life, you're so used to to seeing things like movies and TV shows where things are so dramatic and things are 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 have been taught to you as, to a certain way at that age to build up to things and to there's a certain ceremony behind when things are supposed to happen. And the thing that fucked me up about this, because I watched this at a young age, the thing that was particularly scarring was the fact that it was zero ceremony. It just, he was in the middle of a fucking sentence and he pulled that gun out, just bam, right to the fucking head. And he was, it was done. So, so, a couple of notes on that to his credit, uh, he did write a letter to the governor that got to the governor two days after he killed himself, Mm -hmm. uh, saying that he was going to vacate his office. And that uh, he was actually proud of the governor and believed that the governor held a big responsibility of being good to the people of Pennsylvania. Uh, There's a couple theories as to why he killed himself. Uh, One is that obviously he didn't want to go to jail. He didn't Um, want to face the music. Yeah. Two was pride um, because he legitimately believed he was right. And three, which I think is the most believable one. Uh, the legal fees that he was paying up to that point was insane. Or maybe some combination of all three of those and things. he had actually dipped into his pension at that point, and he wanted to leave something for his family. So, so at that point, yeah. You, yeah. I, so overall, uh, Bud Dwyer, it was – I feel like not a lot of people actually – know about this it uh it, it seems like a little bit more obscure of a piece yeah, of, of a piece of information like unless you got pointed to this particular video at some point that would be the thing that would cause you to to do more research and look a lot into of it. dark comedy came from that in the challenger explosion during that time and uh oh, actually that, it's, it's, that was about the same time though. yeah and that's that um the audio from that has been sampled in Dude, so many songs. Oh, I'm sure. It was, uh, it, it was actually included in Faces was, of Death. I was going to mention. Yeah, it was included in the film Faces of Death. And so that, ladies and gentlemen, kind of happened. Do you have anything then? No. <laughs> 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 All right, so. That was a mind-blowing segment. It was. It was uh, <laughs> very, very hearty with information. It was uh, Campbell's Chunky with with information way better than regular Campbell's. It was the extra chunky edition. Basically pay your taxes, people. Otherwise the government's going to force you into suicide like Jeffrey Epstein. Yes. So there are two things that are unavoidable in life, which are death and taxes. And you, this guy got both. You got death and taxes just happen to be at the same time. So now let's do entertainment club. Entertainment Club is brought to you by, of course, you know it, you love it, the great Uniter Flex Seal, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure that you're going to flexseal.xxx for all of the products, including but not limited to Flex Paste, because that's a new product. You want to get in there. You want to swish it all around like in that famous social media clip. You want to you want to get in there. You want to spread it all on places. You kind of want you just want to cover yourself in it because it, it just it feels so good. You put it in your ears if you don't want to listen to someone. 
Yeah, you can. That, in fact, you might. You'll never be able to take them out, so you'll you'll go deaf for the rest of your life. Yeah, but please don't do that. To escape that particular moment of that one thing, then make sure that you're getting flex paste. Buy it, put it right on your ear, and you'll have a whole fucking bucket left over to slather on whatever the fuck else you want to put on. Their Instagram is getting insane. It, it is getting. It is getting, <laughs> getting pretty weirder spicy. every fucking time I open it. And it is at. getting. It is getting pretty. Did, did uh, you see the one where he had like a Photoshop um, birthday hat on? Yes. And they photo. They crudely photoshopped the cake on top of the barrel that he was cutting with the chainsaw. <laughs> She's nuts, dude. I love it. I think they're embracing how insane it is. And you know what? I, I can get behind it. So Flex it. Seal, make sure that you're going there to FlexSeal.xxx to get all of the Flex products because just do it. Flex, Flex on, on, baby. Hell yeah. So for this week's Entertainment Club, we listened to Poetry with Peter Dinklage, which was an episode of the Ron Burgundy podcast. And I'm going to... <sighs> there, there will come a moment where the floodgates will open and I will let loose on this. But for now, I something's going to trigger it. I, I I don't know. I don't when it's going to come, but it's going to come. But for now, that was a show. It, so, it was a production. So obviously, it's a spinoff of Will Ferrell's character, Ron right. Burgundy. There's been two movies for the um, three. Oh. Three movies, really. Yeah, three now. Wow. Well, it uh, was uh, Ron Burgundy. It was Anchorman. Yeah. Legend of Ron Burgundy. Mm-hmm. Then Anchorman 2. Anchorman 2. And then there was a third one, which is made from cuts from the first one, called Anchorman The Lost Tapes, which you can watch on YouTube, the whole thing. For well, free. there's two movies too many. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one might even... Uh, well, I, I kind of like the first one. Oh, the, the first, first one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, so he the continues first one with, his, uh, with his news char- uh, newscaster character, his news anchor, uh, Ron Burgundy. And, um, <laughs> and and in this episode, he does a little phone interview with uh, Peter Dinklage. And by interview, I mean he interrupts Peter Dinklage while he's trying to read poetry. Uh, because he ain't going to have any of that culture shit. This bit went on too fucking long, man. Yeah. This, uh, it, it was pretty jank. It was funny for like 10 minutes, and then it needed to stop. It, it, it was... The character, so, the character is just not deep, and it's just not, it's not good enough to, for this. Yeah, it's, it's played out. I, I, Gene, you were, we were talking in the pre-show about the production of this. The production of this was really good. It's like great. as this, if you take it as like one long-running thirty-minute improv bit, and production-wise, it. Dude, it works out well. They threw money at that. Oh, yeah. They threw a ton of money Between the audio quality in certain places yeah. and, like, how they did the microphone effects and all the, the, the stuff like that, it, it it worked in that way. And for it being a phone interview, it was fucking... Oh, the yeah. The quality was surprisingly pretty good. I It's not that hard to make phone phone yeah. audio quality sound good. And for when we talked to you in the uh, the bonus shows before we did the relaunch, yeah. you you sounded fine on those. Oh, okay. On those, in fact, you sounded great on the, yeah, the no, audio quality. Almost, almost like you were in the same room. Yeah, oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, it was I like know. like radio station phone quality. That's good. So it, it it was good production. I liked it on that particular scale. So let me maybe maybe not you know maybe the content of the podcast wasn't you know the 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 you know main attraction but what do you think about the idea at least the way that you look at these Cameron like Mm -hmm. you you try to dissect like the podcast and try to take away things from it what do you think about like the characters or that kind of thing about basically putting on a facade and being something besides Mm -hmm. yourself what did you have any kind of takeaways that way that you things you liked or didn't like 
I actually didn't take as much away from this as I did with all the other podcasts mm-hmm. because this didn't exactly feel like a podcast. It felt like like an episode of a TV show that I just happened to maybe be listening to and I just like can't watch. It's it's on the TV in the next room and I'm only yeah. listening to it. Yeah. And I could he- and I could easily go in the other room and watch it because it's on TV. But you're getting I'm an oil too- change and you're sitting in good news. <laughs> but I'm too <laughs> fucking lazy. Yeah, exactly. In the I'm garage, fucking, not uh-huh. listening to it in the building. Yeah. No, I could do that. But it it, it seems like some Something that was not quite meant for the, it seemed like that they're trying to just capitalize on the medium and try and plug and play something that is not necessarily built for the medium I don't into it. And so hold on, for, for that reason, I, I want to answer the original question. And so for that reason, it didn't necessarily feel like a podcast, which is what I was anticipating to like try and get stuff out of. Like I, I, I learned it, but I learned stuff through the perspective of the medium that I thought this fit better for. I, I don't know. It, it, it that sounds that sounds kind of weird, but I didn't particularly learn learn too much about yeah. like podcasting or anything sure. of, of that nature. It just it didn't. I don't know. It. So it, for anybody who had actually watched or listened to the podcast, it was basically you know Peter Dinklage calling in and uh, Ron Burgundy just interrupting him the whole time with a soundboard and um, went on for too long, but. What I will say, when it comes to the way that he plays his character and the way that he uses his voice. Absolutely. uh, Oh, I love the inflection in his voice, too. The way that he does, like, his fucking B sounds. Like, he's he's trying to be, like, one of those South Park characters, you know, that have, like, the really ridiculous, like, uh, sarcastic tone inflection on the end (laughs) of their voice. Like, Will Ferrell does that that voice very expertly. It's very well acted out. So that, I think that if anything, that's the only thing that I really took away from it is that the way he's able to have the confidence mm-hmm. behind that character, live that character, and although it came out to a bunch of nonsense and ridiculousness, like that. So that you got an appreciation thing. for Will Ferrell's like kind of performance skill yeah, in this in this I setting. Just, I just wish that there was it, that the that the one the joke for funny. There were <laughs> there were a couple of of good ones I in there. Chuckled like one time, maybe you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But like the, there were a couple. I'd say like three or four. That I laughed, and uh, yeah, I, so that's the only thing I really appreciated was the character and the confidence that he had behind that character and the way that he played it off. It was a good yeah, performance, I would say. Yeah, so. it was pretty. His his performance was was definitely on point with being full Ron Burgundy. <laughs> what about you, Justin? Was it what you were expecting when you um, went into it? What were you expecting first of all when you went into pretty much to what this? what we got? Like so, you actually expected overboard, basically overboard Will Ferrell. This is mm-hmm. what I expected, and that's uh, that's pretty much what. Did we it got. match your before? Did it match your expectations? Did he actually was he uh, about as ridiculous as you as you thought it would be? Yeah, it's just like the commercials, the advertisements that you mm-hmm. hear. It's just as ridiculous as that. It it seemed like it was just on par with all of that. Same reason why I didn't I didn't even know that there was a fucking third fucking Anchorman, but Anchorman Two was. <sighs> I did like the ending of Anchorman Two though. I'm gonna I'm gonna admit something. I've where, he, only, where he talks like a shit about media at the end of. Do you remember that at the end of Anchorman Two? It's the one <laughs> genuine heartfelt moment where he takes off his earpiece and he's like, "This isn't fucking news anymore. We're just talking about media bullshit. And these are all our fucking opinions. I can't even talk bad about this network because it's owned by this fucking guy." Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, "Damn!" Yeah. Like I was like, "That's, That's legit. some real shit." Yeah. Uh, what were you about to say, Cameron? I forgot. You say, you're saying I I admit something. 
Oh, oh, oh! I was about to admit You've that I was about it? to admit that I've never seen Anchorman, but I, that's actually a lie. And I have seen Anchorman. I was just high as fuck. I have not <laughs> seen the second or third one, though. Mm, I've not gotcha. seen the second or third one. The Lost Tapes, the third one, the Lost Tapes. That was actually pretty funny. Oh, really? Just because it's like you find out a couple. Like if you watch the original one, then you watch that one. You f- pick up on little things here and there. When did the third one like, come out? Like Steve Carell's character, mm-hmm. um, Brick. Brick. Brick yeah. apparently was their platoon leader in Vietnam. He was in charge. <laughs> oh, really? He got yeah. blown up. And there's a scene where he's like there, and they're like, we got to bring out the sergeant. And he goes, come on, sergeant. And he takes off his uh, his fucking uh, necktie, and he opens it up to make it straight, and he goes, silent throat cuts only on me. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck is happening? Steve Carell's character. Steve Carell's so- character, yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious, which is why in, in, the, in the first one, they go, well, where did you get a grenade? That's where he got the grenade. Ah, yeah, you find out all the stuff. The guy was a trident. <laughs> yeah, it was filmed. It's it's basically a movie made up of pieces cut from the first movie. So it's basically like, like all bits the of trivia and Easter yeah. eggs and stuff from the first yeah. two. When did the third one come out? What year? Dude, it, it came out just right recently? after the first one. Oh, right after the but first one? But it was one? just one of those like... But it came out <laughs> it didn't go to the theaters. second one. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> no, it never, it never went to theaters. came out before the second one? It never went to theaters. <laughs> it was like a, a lost tape sort of thing that you yeah, got to dig yeah, for. Yeah. It's almost as complicated as Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> and not, yeah, not quite. The, I mean, the quality of it was great. The fact that Wolf can stay in character like that is amazing. That's kind um, of to be expected from him, though. Yeah, I will say like, that's kind of an on-par performance. Yeah. I didn't. I don't think I expected it's any a, better. Or it's any worse. a played-out character. I think yeah. he's got to put it away. Yeah. I think it's dead. You did. It was great in the first film. It was great in the Lost Tapes. It was okay in the second film. But after that, like it's played out. I would honestly, I would rather Will Ferrell do a podcast as like Ricky, the Will as Ricky Bobby. From Talladega Nights, hold on, a political one where he debates Democrats. I would fucking love oh oh that. like a between two ferns like kind of like Alex Jones show. like Bill O'Reilly but it's Ricky Bobby and I would fucking love that just to hear him go up against like Pete Buttigieg or, or Elizabeth Warren Pete, <laughs> or Pete Butt guy yeah or Bernie Sanders. I was like, I, I don't like that. That sounds like communist bullshit to me. Like I'd think that would be fucking funny, man. <laughs> mm. I think it would be better. Than the Anchorman one, but it would be it better would than this. Be yeah, okay, that I will give you. I do agree with that. It would be better than this, but it would still not be good. And I don't See, think the, you should the have direction. a soundboard either. That's fucking. Nah. it's just annoying. <laughs> yeah, I would. I've never. He, he no, you do it fine, but he overuses <laughs> the shit out of it. I'm just getting annoyed. Like, why am I listening to this? Oh no, yeah, the fact that it became like the bit yeah. at, at a certain point. It's like, uh, come on, man. That's. It is like I, I counted. I looked at the fucking clock. It was actually the whole bit for like six minutes, and it, I just wasted six minutes of my life. And uh, to be fair, I did listen to an additional episode where they were like interviewing people from like England I saw some that looked good, yeah. And uh, yeah, th- there was none of that in the in the other episodes. I think they were just trying to make that. I think like, we just little... picked a shit episode. Yeah, I thought it'd be interesting <laughs> that you know Peter, Peter Dinklage might be a part of it. I'm actually but glad he picked this out... one for a certain reason. I'll tell you in a second. <laughs> but it, but it turns out you know uh, that you know in the in the, uh, in the uh, episode I watched in addition. He's still like the ridiculous, like like aloof idiot that doesn't mm. know anything. They talk about like New Zealand as if it's in England. He's like, like just because they had a British accent, they brought some or like a, <laughs> like a or not a British accent, but yeah. they had a New, Zing, New Zealand accent. Thought they were British, and they're like, yeah. So what is it like in London? <laughs> and like the woman was just like, I you know I went there for college, 
<laughs> so I'm gonna. I'm from Auckland. He's just like, oh, I I, lo- I love Auckland. I used to take a train from Auckland to London. And she's like, what? <laughs> uh, you see, I prefer that. Yeah, I prefer that. Yeah. So, so I the, do like the the whole ditzy bit, like the whole you're a guy frozen in the '70s. That just that's that's where your mind stayed. <laughs> America in the '70s, Vietnam, and that was it. <laughs> I do love that. God, the fucking um, uh, Throne of Games bit went on far too long. He he said it like four times. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, and then at the end it came it became a joke in the the fucking fact it's a check bad thing pick, too. John. <laughs> no no no, actually no no no. I I'm glad to be a bad. I'm glad pick. that you picked this one because I wanted to listen to this one specifically because at the time that this one first came out, they promoted the fuck out of it on right. on iHeart because it was it, this specific episode. They would play clips from this specific episode. And then there were parts of this episode that I would get to a part that was on one of the clips. It was on one of the iHeart commercials. And I would be like, huh, this clip is uh, about as funny as it was when I heard it the other fucking 50 million times on the <laughs> iHeart commercial. It so was it's, this uh, fucking episode on every fucking iHeart commercial when I was listening to the radio. And I think I was still delivering mail at this point. So I was listening to the radio all fucking day. Every fucking iHeart commercial was the Ron Burgundy podcast. This week, poetry with Peter Dinklage. And it was that one fucking bit yeah. with the sound effects. And it's like, fuck. I- so it's kind of like when you watch a movie trailer for like a comedy and all the funny parts are in the trailer. Yeah. So when you go to watch the movie, you're like, oh, I've gained Super nothing disappointed. new. I've gained nothing new. And when this. the trailer doesn't have any funny parts, then you know, you're, you you know exactly what you're what you're getting yourself into. You're not into. watching a co- I think you're watching a horror movie at that point. <laughs> right. Now, even the trailers like to some horror movies comedy. have funny parts. That like, have true. you ever seen the commercials for the all any of the Final Destination movies? That yeah. shit's fucking hilarious. There's a weird crossover between comedy and uh, and horror. I which get. I love. I kind of like it. I th- I think Final Destination was meant to be meant to be semi comedic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so Ron Burgundy podcast. It was. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. Fuck this choice, but I'm glad that you made it anyway. So <laughs> we go now to our very very phallic rating system. We we know it. We love it. We love exactly how many inches it is, which is 13. It's the perfect one. And so we are going to rate Poetry with Peter Dinklage out of out of 13 inches. And we'll start with our selector. So I chose this just because I don't really listen to a lot of podcasts. And I didn't expect it to be good. And I was pleasantly surpre- uh, pleasantly um, whelmed. Yeah, I was, I was not <laughs> overwhelmed. It met all my expectations. Out of 13, I'll give it a three inches. Three inches, not bad. He's not quite micro, but it can still it can still maybe do some damage. It's all about how you use it. What about Eugene? Agreed, three inches, bad. Three inches. Yeah, just... I, and those three are only because of the sound quality of the show. Mm, so they're they're pity inches. Yeah, it's just a production end of it. It has nothing to do with Will Ferrell, his character, or Peter Dinklage, mm-hmm. or the content of the show, just the quality of it. What about you, Justin? Uh, I, it's... About the same. So, so you're, you're say, also. I was going to say a four, but I think that's giving it too much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when when you're going, when you're in four territory, you're still on like, oh, he's he's doing fine. He's just wasn't gifted as a young child. He just, he can still do some things. He can. He's been touched. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can still fit. You can still fit all of it in your mouth too. Like yeah, it, it's still there. But three, I, I can understand. <laughs> Don't you give me that fucking look. I'm not looking at you. I'm looking over there. Okay. <laughs> so I, I, can, I, I can understand either way. So three inches. You know, I'm also, I'm going to round out the three inches. Three inches, it's not quite micro, 
but it is this unanimous? This I think it is unanimous. Time we've had, like, unanimous, unanimous, unanimous decision. See, I wanted to maybe be a little bit contrarian too, but you know what? I think three is nice, nice and nice and uh, short and know, to the point. Bada bing, bada boom. Yes, gabagool. So that, ladies and gentlemen, was Entertainment Club. So coming up in just a little bit, we will have. What the fuck? Oh, Florida Man Strikes Back. I forgot the fucking segment that we were about to do just for, for a moment there. So Florida Man Strikes Back, that'll be coming up in just a few moments, and that we will use to close out our show. But first, man, I don't know what it is. It's So this is the first show that we've had of March, right? Like last show was the the cutoff of February. We actually had Leap Year this year, funnily enough. I, I don't know who it was. Daniel was telling me, our studio's engineer, he was telling me that uh, his mom's birthday – is on leap day. And I always thought that that was interesting because yeah. how do you how do you handle that situation? Like do you have your birthday on February 28th? Do you have it on March 1st? Like it w- depends on which month you like the best. Cuz I think you got to stay in the same month. I think I think you're right on that. Yeah. You have to keep it in the spirit of uh And it makes you day younger. So. I think that you just don't age for 4 years. She just well Daniel's mom just turned 21 then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she she's she just turned twenty one along with the show. So there you go. Congratulations. I, I honestly don't. I I tend to agree with the uh, February twenty eighth. You got to keep it in the, the the spirit of the month. So I, I tend to agree with that. There are so many people that have their birth that had their birthdays in the last couple of days. Like uh, I know that uh, a, a bunch of friends of ours had birthdays. Like the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, like the third too. And one of those uh, people, this, the second. One of my one of my friends and coworkers was on the second, and then uh, a friend of the show's mm-hmm. Kenzie's was the third. The third, and then finally the the third person whose birthday was fairly recently. Uh, I, I think it was on the fourth because yeah, she was. because she uh, wrote it on the fridge with our fridge magnets. Was uh, we're we're just going to refer to her not by her name, but we're just going to call her the girl next door. And I'm not quite sure how we came to met came to meet. But okay, Justin, me and you are the. I know, I know how we came. I don't know this person. Okay, I I actually want to know this because I don't know. So this is the person that lives next door now in the what used to be the frat house, the the music sorority house. Now it's a whole different crew of people that live over there. One of those people, Bohemian, for a while. Remember? No, you guys weren't here for that. It was like full of hippies for a little bit. One of those people, yeah, one of those people that lives over there is who we're going to refer to as. The girl next door for the purposes of this storytelling. And uh, it got to a point where I was very concerned about the safety of our house. And we will get to that momentarily. I know that that sounds kind of spicy and I want to get to the details of that. But how how did we how did we come to meet her? First of all, in our way, way back machine. Uh, We're going to just jump right in there into our time machine. Is it hammer time? Yes. No, it's MC time. (laughs) It's MC time. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, so we we were having a little get together here at the house, and uh, the Super Bowl party, right? Is when no, this no, all no. Started? This was this was before the Super Bowl party. Okay. Um, we were hanging out, having a few drinks, Ranger having a good time, um, and we had stepped out. A, a couple of us had stepped out back to to smoke a cigarette, and the neighbors were were making some noise. So uh, this is we where shouted over to them for them to shut up. <laughs> oh, so that's how it started. <laughs> Just, just play it around. Hey, shut the fuck up! Yeah, so something along those lines, and uh, they so they started shouting back. Ah, uh, oh, neighbor, neighbor, come over! So uh, me and uh, friend Rob went over there, mm-hmm. 
And uh, we introduced ourselves. Then uh, they were drunk turned, at this point. It turned I'm out assuming. that they were having their own little get together to actually celebrate the life of a friend who had passed away recently. Mm-hmm. Oh. And uh, Jenna was there. She approached uh, me. And I have who to go back. And I, I have to go back and fucking edit this show now, you motherfucker. Just put a beep over. It. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> My bad. All right. So just beep book. over. It. That was at one o three fifteen. Mental note. <laughs> All right. So anyway, I, I know I'm not. I'm just giving you shit. But and you know what? I'm gonna. Do, I'm, you know what? Matter? I'm gonna leave it in. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's a, you I'm know like, what? Why are you fuck so? Are you, you trying to everything. like busting her guts? I'm here to fucking burn everything to the ground. I'm leaving this in anyway. So <laughs> so uh, so that so that that was the the interaction where you guys first met. Where she was there. I'm assuming that they were all probably drunk. Um. Otherwise, this quite, quite shouting match would not have happened. How they, how were, they die? Um, you know, we the, do know. Uh, yeah, overdose, right? Oh, overdose. Okay, yes. cool. Well, not cool, but yeah, okay. <laughs> not well, like, relative. Understandable. Understandable <laughs> at the age. So yes. they're having a celebration to celebrate the life of this person that recently passed away. They potentially get into an altercation, uh, an altercation, quote unquote, in the backyard. It's just a, a, a giving each other shit, kind of yelled at each no, other. She, she, it wasn't even that. She just asked who I was. She's like, who the fuck are you? And I was like, oh, I'm your neighbor from next door. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, well, who's that? Oh, he's a friend. He's with me. He's from next door. Does he live there? No. He's a friend of everybody from next door. Oh, okay. And then uh, I th- think he went back and grabbed John, and John came over. So, so the real story that I'm interested in here is how did she meet Daniel? That night, like that the, night, okay. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was no, it was either that or the Super Bowl. How close between this encounter and the Super Bowl party? Like how how what was the distance of time there? No, no. What would you say, I'd John? Say maybe like uh, two weeks. Max. Oh, two weeks. That's a lot. That's longer week, than I thought. Week it would. and a half, two weeks, something yeah. like that. So what she, I was thinking. Yeah. So I don't know if she, did she meet Daniel that night or did she meet him at the Super Bowl party? I don't know. I don't. Did she ever make it back? Did she come over here or was it just? Was she ever over here in that span of time between then and the or Super was Bowl it party? Just, yeah, I just the other so. two. I think it was Super Bowl party, if I would put money on it. So we were having this Super Bowl party. It was a huge fucking rager. I was not there for it. There was some actually. good mac and cheese, man. Oh, you were here for it? <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, so it was a super giant Super Bowl party. It was a huge fucking rager. Everybody was here for it, including the people next door. And uh, the, the girl next door was one of those people that joined us as part of the Super Bowl party that I was not part of because I was seeing family in the homeland but she was here somehow she she uh she kicked it off with daniel our studios engineer who built all the fine fine and wonderful things that you can see on camera at very interesting show dot fm slash live i'm gonna warm these little plugs in there real quick in the middle of this in the middle of this story which you can get all of if you go to very interesting show dot fm all the social medias are there follow like subscribe click on everything they're all there follow all the shit so while you're there, you can see all the stuff that Daniel, the studio engineer, built and the camera just. Gene, you're sitting so still that you made me think that the camera oh, froze no. again. I looked at the camera and you were sitting there like looking at the fucking hammer, contemplating the hammer's place in life at this moment. Yeah, man. And I thought that the camera was frozen. So it... is it my skull or yours? I actually had to do a double take <laughs> like, oh, Hours. the camera's ours. Yes. Mm. You guys no, yeah, I scrolling. can I can do that very well. And you threw me off there. So while Fuck. Where, okay, so let me let me rewind. I'm gonna going I'm gonna really, I'm gonna warm really well. I'm gonna warm my way back into this. You fucking watch me. I'm a, I will sit here and do this professionally. So 
warm my way back here. I was doing the plugs, and then because of the plugs, I was talking about uh, the live show that Daniel built. So speaking of Daniel building all this stuff, bam, fucking segued right back into that. How how did they meet? Like they met at the Super Bowl party, I'm assuming, because the very next day, the next day I came back from from seeing family and uh, I'm just going to let you guys sit there and do this. I'm, I, 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 I know, I, I, I know. For those of you at home, we just sat frozen for a bit. In fact, this was great. I should have just style. told. I should have just told this whole fucking story. Uh, Nobody would have interrupted me, and I could have no, just no. bing bang bang it out, and then we can do Florida Man Strikes Back. But okay, so they met. Uh, I'm assuming after the Super Bowl party, or the, no, they met the, during the, this, at the, Super, at Bowl the party. Super Bowl party, and then the next day I came back from seeing family, and they something must have happened because they were all they were all uh, on top of each other. Good. Oh, that was the lady who was canoodling with downstairs. Yes. Okay. When I came that one time, and I was like, "Who the fuck is it? Why is she sleeping there?" Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. You live here now. That whole th- joke, yeah. Yes, that was happening, and so she was just in awe of all the things that Daniel that Daniel had built because at that point, I I. I can understand from Daniel's point of view, like it, it kind of it gets your ego a certain way to have girl on your arm. Oh my gosh, you built all this, all this stuff. Like it, it, it kind of it gets you, gets you going, and uh, that kind of caused the situation. Not that specifically, but the situation shortly began to spiral downhill after that because we learned. And I can't. I don't even blame her for this. She she's got some mental problems that problems that she's working through. That anybody that has gone through the things that she has, it's completely reasonable for her to be to trying to cope. The yeah, way that to she be is. to be coping the way that she is. However, the problem with that is that not everybody is quite as understanding as we are. And if she had tried this shit on people that were not us, then uh, it could have ended a lot more poorly than it did so her and daniel are kind of flinging around a little bit and (laughs) just out there in the wind they're just they're vibing they're doing the waves and the things and the waves and the things so they're doing all that and as i learn more and more who whoever that was needs to admit it right now that was me okay yeah that's why i leaned oh (laughs) so you were you were like that Chris Matthews clip. Yeah. But uh, eventually, it's it seems to be getting a little bit more. The time, time is going on. A couple of weeks are going by. She seems to be here consistently. But we learn slowly as she spends more time over here and hangs out with us about exactly the things that uh, she has been experiencing up to this point. She's lost a lot of people close to her very recently. And basically, the she's the drunk party girl that lives next door, and the only time that we see her is when she's drunk and is over here to to hang out and party because we're the party Jump, house, jumping around on furniture. Yes, jumping around on furniture. And the bar. Yes, okay, and uh, tried to put the cake through the back window. Or the that back door. that is where I that's where I want to segue into because at this point. The story that is being told, the narrative that is being woven here is that we we already know that she's crazy. Daniel is having issues as to whether or not he wants to keep going with this to to seal the deal. And we're we're having a discussion about this. And it was on it was on a day that Daniel was particularly troubled about this, I would say. He was particularly uh he did not did not especially know how to proceed here. And so as he's doing that, we learn 
as she is drunk. That uh, was this before or after she fucking fell and came in. Oh, that was at the. Oh, that the, was that was after. That was the that night was, after. Okay. No, 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 no. This was the same night. Oh yeah, that's the same later, night. This happened later on. Yeah. So the falling thing happened in the in the afternoon. In fact, I'll tell I'll tell that thing first. Apparently, she was outside, and because her immediate default reaction is to want to come over here for well, some hold reason. On, hold on, hold on. Before that, she actually had texted Daniel before she came over uh, that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, yes, you can come over. Just come through the front door. Uh, that so was... what did she do? She comes through the back door. <laughs> After having fallen down and dragging a 50-year-old neighbor that was walking her dog well, she, no, with she her. Didn't, she didn't drag her with her. Not, not I oh. mean, not that way, but... Obviously. She so kind of apparently getting out of her car, she just ate it and just face planted pop right on the pavement. And uh, because she's a drunk party girl, and, uh, was, she, was she bloodied? Did because I was a, there a for bit, it, it wasn't, it wasn't bad, wasn't but, bad. but she was a bit bloody. Um, her both of her knees were scraped, her right elbow was scraped. Um, it was basically like she tripped and she put her hands out. But didn't didn't like catch. brace. She didn't catch it. Yeah, mm-hmm. she didn't brace. She just had her arms there, so it just smacked off the pavement. We've all been there. And uh, her little, I don't know, little errand boy that she has with her that does everything because <laughs> he doesn't get anything from her. This is actually a thing that happens. Um, so she has an but errand anyway, boy he that was follows the, her he around. He was there, and then the then the then the older lady comes in. So. So Uninvited guests there's in the a house. Fif- there's the a 50 year old neighbor that came in through the back door with her. She, we have all the fucking weed stuff on the table, mind you. And this fucking 50 year old neighbor just came in from the backyard and just uh, all the sh- all of our shit is on the table. Our house fucking probably smells like weed. <laughs> this fucking late 50 year old lady walks in the back door because she's concerned about uh, the girl next door falling down and having potentially hurt herself. And she the uh, she's not. The the girl next door is not making this any any more more easy, but uh, oh yeah, I forgot. Later that, that oh yeah, she Why fucking was she doing she she leaned back in the chair. Oh god, she almost fell over multiple and times. If it wasn't for for him walking by. If I did not happen to be walking behind her at that exact moment while she was leaning back in her chair, she would have fucking fallen back and crushed her fucking head on the floor. And this and right in front of this fucking fifty year old neighbor that she coaxed into to coming into our house to help her. I feel slightly concussed. Yes, and I don't know what her fucking uh, CTE protocol. <laughs> and so later on that night, we'd assumed that she had probably gone gone home to fall asleep and crash. We had assumed that this would be the last that we would be hearing of her. From no, it wasn't. Because at the that doors. point, yeah, we <laughs> locked the doors. We locked the doors. We want to make sure that this is not going to fucking happen again. And we're we're trying to have we're trying to give Daniel the come to Jesus talk. And so we're yes. having this come to Jesus talk. Well, p- apparently, like Daniel brought her over there and said, like, you need to stay here. You can't come over when yes. you like this. So and and like told everybody like yeah yeah she needs to stay here yeah and then he came in doors got locked and um, we're chit chatting and then uh, what happened next and then so the, here's the thing about her actually you're door. right we did hear that on the front like door first three minutes yes kicking pounding and then Open silence the door! Shh, oh. hey guys, guys be quiet be quiet I, th- there, I think there's something out there. 
<laughs> and then it got quiet, and I was like, she's running to the back door. Yeah, it got quiet for like a minute. There was a certain period of time where it was longer than the usual time that you would think that it would take to go from the front door to the back door. It took her longer than than how long you would think it would take. And so we thought for a second there, maybe, maybe she's not – maybe she went back to her house. We had a glimmer – of slim optimism for just a brief moment until we heard the back door start to open. And the thing about our back door is that it does not have a lock. It has a broken lock. And so how we keep it locked is we shove a metal pole that is just barely not long enough to fit snugly in there to where the door will open just a tiny bit and then bam, it'll crash right into that fucking metal pole that stops it from opening all the way. And so it'll open about maybe two inches. And so those two inches are not big enough for anybody to squeeze through, but they're just big enough for her, for a drunk party girl to shove her hand in and like a zombie almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm glad I switched seats with Terry. She was fucking with Terry first, and I purposefully I'm, I'm, I'll never tell Terry this, but I purposefully I'll switched seats with him. I, I'll, I'll actually I would actually tell him if this ever came up. I but tell him. I purposefully <laughs> switched seats with him because. I knew that this was going to happen. I knew exactly that this situation was going to play out. I was sitting where he was sitting like 15 minutes before this thing happened. And where Terry was sitting was the seat at our table that is within view shot of the door as it's opening. And I knew that this would be a problem. And so with the foresight that I had in my moment, in that moment, I was like, you know what? I am going to go sit on the other side of the table. That way, nobody she, nobody can see me if hypothetically they were to try and come in the door. And it paid off very well because she harassed Terry a lot when she tried to open the door. Like, Terry, let me in! And then I don't, I don't do a drunk party girl accent very well. I mean, I do, but it you got to build up to it. But And then after we decide not to let her in, she's doing the drunk party girl thing where, she, oh, my God, let me in. Daniel's like, no, we you can't come in right now. You're supposed to be at home where you belong in time out. And let me in. Oh my gosh, I'm, I just literally can't even right now. Just and let me in. I can't. Oh, there's a certain whine to it. At the, oh god, Ugh. there's a certain whine to the like the the tail end of a, a drunk party girl whine. You know that fucking whine. It makes everybody you want to go hammer time. Oh yeah, it makes you want to go. So Every, everything makes me want. Yeah, <laughs> makes makes you want to. It's not a fair bar. MC time it up real real good, but. Uh, we think that the issue might be fixed. We think that okay, by the door is closed. It. Yeah, of course, by ignoring it. I've, I, if I, I ignore it. Well, hold on. Problems you, you will go away. You missed, that, you missed the entire, the best no, part the of key, the whole thing. No, 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 no. How Magic Johnson cured his AIDS. <laughs> Just so ignored it. We think as the door closes that the situation might potentially be over because there goes a like maybe a brief minute where we don't hear anything, and then all of a sudden. I never thought that that it would come to this. I was thinking in my head before this happened, she's not crazy enough to actually try and break in here, is she? And then we were corrected very Hold shortly. On. Didn't she? Bam! Didn't she say? Didn't she say just before she picked up the keg that she was going to break the door? I didn't think that she was actually going to do I'm it. I'm pretty sure she said that. She said, "I'll fucking break it. I'll fucking break <laughs> this door. You don't know me. I ain't getting ran now." She picks up the keg and just like. Hey. <laughs> like bounces I'm a, it off I'm the glass like it. three times. That could have been bad. 
So she didn't have enough momentum for it to do anything. Yeah, well, I mean, when you're that fucked up, you don't. So <laughs> we don't think this, this is going to happen. Like and then that fucking big. crash sound that is unlike anything that I've ever heard before. I heard the sound of crazy in that fucking <laughs> thud that when that keg bounced up against our back window, because that's what she tried to do. She tried to take uh, 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 what an what size keg. is that keg? It's like a half keg. A half keg. She tried to take an empty half keg heavy, and break our fucking back empty. door with it. And the thuds that I heard that I heard crazy in those thuds. I heard it. You, so you she, can hear it. You she, can feel it. She hit the actual door twice, and then she hit the door frame, and that rattled the entire house to where Emilio came down from his room like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> so at that, at that point, we knew that we were dealing with, that's the moment that we knew that we were dealing with bona fide, certified crazy here. It, this is, and... That's where I struggle with this because I know that going through the things that she has gone through, it is kind of understandable to be crazy in this situation. So I think that the situation that we have now where uh, we just don't interact with her at all, period, yeah, I think that's probably for the best. But uh, yeah, her birthday's this weekend, so pool party. Woo! Yeah, no, the reason that I thought of this was because I I follow her on social media, on Instagram, because she's a fucking... I don't know who this person is. You're going to have to show me later. Instagram. Yeah, I'll, I'll show no, you her Instagram. Instagram. I follow her on social media because she was hanging out here one night and it came up. I feel and like if I was living here, I would have had fun with that. No, I oh, did. I, I had some would, fun. You, yeah. you would have toyed with that. Oh my so god! Bad. I would have just opened that door and like, what's? Up? I had plenty of fun with that. That I'm but not. Daddy, going yeah, to. grab her arms. We're gonna throw her in the pool. Throw her in her pool. Come back. We're gonna throw you again. Throw her again in the pool. Come she, back. She won't stop though. She's like, uh, and then eventually end up throwing in the ditch out back. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of fun in, in ways that I will not share on the air. But yeah, I would. I would have. I would have not. Depending on what mood I was in, that either would have ended really well or really bad. It it was definitely fun to to fuck with sometimes but i think that the uh that the situation that we're in now is for the best but i'll the reason that i thought of this was because uh she fucking spammed the shit out of instagram with with pictures of all these fucking people because that's what instagram thoughts do is they post a metric fuck ton of pictures on instagram so i I don't know why that's what got what got me to think of it recently so that we just have a lot of birthdays in the last couple days i don't know i i have the only, the next period that I have where a bunch of people go through birthdays is in August because that's when all all my family birthdays are and it's kind of it's kind of draining. Yeah, I fucking too. I I don't ever celebrate my birthday. I I'm going to I'm going to take a stand here. I fucking hate birthdays. Celebrating I, I, birthdays I, I, is stupid. I haven't been a fan, but my last one's pretty good. I mean, we got pretty fucked up. The only tradition I have is to go to Cheddar's <laughs> and get a Monte Cristo. Was that the last one? No, the no, one before that. Years one. Ago. It was 2 years ago. We got pretty messed up, yeah, man. we got we got we had fun. We had a fun day. We went shooting. We got that was up. fun. And then you came home, your best friend was in town. Yeah, You're I was like, like who oh, the fuck is this guy? guy? He was already hammered. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was a lot. <laughs> he's in the Navy now, so he's oh, really? all good. Yeah, I think you told us this before. Yeah, he's, uh, he's I think he's probably he's, better he's, off. He's, he's better off. Yeah. He's doing pretty well. For sure, that's good. I'm happy for him. So birthdays, I'm taking a stand against birthdays. I, they're usually fun, but it's just too much sometimes. So now, to finally, ladies and gentlemen, to close out the show in a galaxy far away.
so Florida Man Strikes Back. So here's the thing about that. I actually, my, I put my finger right in front of the button. I put it like an inch. That way I'm ready to press it as soon as I'm done saying what I want to say. And I like autopiloted my finger to press the button a little too early. So next time I'll get the timing on that right. So Florida Man Strikes Back is brought to you by nothing. Because, of course, every radio show has to have a Florida Man segment. So this is our Talk News News Talk preview segment that will be coming on the aforementioned show that's coming at the end of March. So in this segment, we have Florida men and or Florida women that are doing great things. They Floridians. Yes, they're Floridians. They accomplish great things out there in the world. And some of those great things we're going to capture right here in this segment because Florida men are out there. And we, I want to see the Florida men in all of us. So, first of all, we have Pinellas. Uh, that's around Tampa, right? Pinellas County, yeah. I think. That is around Tampa. I didn't I, know I it was a county, man. I, I, that's, I didn't know it was a county either, but I've just heard Pinellas County before, and so that's where we're immediately going to go. So, in Pinellas County, around Tampa, a bartender decided to serve a man that was a guy, or a man that was a guy. A ma- yeah, a man that was a guy. <laughs> A bartender, he just served a man that was a guy. He served Breaking drinks. Breaking news. He's yeah. This is a really in. good story. So in this story, the bartender, he, you know, he's just, he's just serving a guy. He's just a guy. He's a man there that's having some drinks. Sure, but sure. then he decides that, you know what, I'm going to go out and hit his parked car. Very unlucky. The bartender? Yeah, he, the this man that he served went out and just hit the bartender's parked oh, car. Oh, the drunk guy. Yeah, the uh, drunk guy. the oh, bartender okay. overserved him like a fucking asshole. Now he's got to pay for it. Yeah. Police said that the bartender served the man two drinks, then learned about a half an hour later that the guy who was arrested on a DUI charge had hit his parked car. This what? was... How big were those fucking drinks? So he's making Long Island <laughs> iced tea. Just two fish bowls. That's all he had. I only served him two drinks. I was going to say... How Long big Island were they? I, I got... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he, they were, he was arrested in Treasure Island on Tuesday. He was actually a man on vacation from Massachusetts, and it turns out that the owner of the car that he hit was the bartender who had just served him two drinks a half an hour earlier. Treasure Island police were summoned to the 10,700 block, or 10,700, I'm just reading numbers here, the block of Gulf Boulevard just after 5 p.m. on Tuesday, where they found Stephen P. Beatty, age 67, of Brewster, Massachusetts. You said what time was this? This was at 5 p.m. on Tuesday. In the after Yeah, 5 p.m. <laughs> on Tuesday. Great. This is legitimately a Florida You know, story. I can actually kind of understand how this happens because if you're drunk and it's 5 p.m., it's rush hour. Like, you're probably interacting with more traffic than you usually would. And so if you're drunk... At 5 p.m. You just stay at the bar. He fucking hit. <laughs> Obviously, that's I, the clear way to go here. I'm like 99% sure he hit him in the parking lot. Probably. Like, yeah, no. Probably it, hit him leaving the parking lot. has nothing to do with probably. traffic. He's just hammered. Welcome okay. to Florida. I, I have a story that's similar to that. According to... Backed out of a spot and hit a guy that was driving by and popped his tire. Oh, nice. Good, oh, just good work on that one. No, no, no. I, cool pop, I hit a guy that was guy. driving by. Oh, okay, cool. And it popped his popped his rear tire. It's not as fun. Luckily, he was high and I was drunk, so no, the cops weren't called. <laughs> <laughs> like, you both, you both like, you know that meme where Spider Man's pointing at Spider Man. <laughs> That's exactly what I like. <laughs> and then you both build up. That's good. No, I, I helped him change his tire because he had a spare one in the back, but no jack. So I changed his tire for him, and I t- went, went over to the ATM, gave him forty bucks for a used tire. There you go. Isn't that how all those interactions are supposed to happen? Just 
people doing good things and being drunk and high and driving. No. No. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely not. Police said Beatty had tried to drive behind the building toward the beach boardwalk, but was or that was not authorized for motor vehicles. So I guess that's what happened when when you try to drive in a place that is not authorized for motor vehicles. While this was happening, the right side of Bay's vehicle hit the left side of a parked vehicle. Police then learned that the owner of the vehicle that had been hit was a bartender at a nearby business who had served Beatty two drinks about a half an hour earlier. The crash caused $1,500 worth of damage to the car. And police said that Beatty smelled of alcohol and was unsteady on his feet. He did poorly on field sobriety exercises and was arrested on charges of DUI and DUI with property damage. I, I guess a car counts as property that you have damaged. Yeah, man. Yeah, he posted $500 bail. Five hundred bucks in that's bail. Not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. I guess he, he's he's already getting a DUI and DUI with property damage. So and if it's, we know anything about DUIs, ask Zach. <laughs> Very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Over to the airports where we have, I know you're very familiar with the airports. We have a Florida man dies inside of a suitcase, but then his girlfriend is charged after claiming that they were playing hide hide and and seek. seek. Yep, they were playing hide and seek. And a Florida man just, he took it a little too far and he he died. Who plays hide and seek at an airport? Hold on. It wasn't at an airport. No. (laughs) No, no. no. It was in the apartment. He met because of the the luggage. Mm -hmm. But they were both fucked up. Like, really fucked up. Yeah, they look like meth heads in and, this story. Uh, like, uh, here, I'll, I'll put yeah. the story up on the screen here. This is definitely the work of a meth I, head. I right saw here. this shit on the news because yeah. mm-hmm. I watched the news at work. And yeah, they were they were fucking around. State sponsored CNN. And he, no, it's actually local news. Um, and she, he climbed into the bag and then she zipped it up. And she, they were both fucked up and laughing. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, um, just sit down for a minute. And she fell asleep and she thought he would figure a way out of the bag and he suffocated and died. <laughs> <laughs> a Florida a Florida woman was charged with second degree murder after police said that her boyfriend died after he was zipped up in a suitcase what? and left to die. This was Sarah Boone, age forty two, of Winter Park. And I guess that could either be she's forty two or she's a meth head. That's yeah, right I, there. It could go either way. Okay. It, it, it happens. Forty two of Winter Park allegedly told police that the two were playing hide and seek, but police said that a cell phone video had raised suspicions, which police also said that Jorge Torres, 42, which who was her boyfriend, so they were both 42 years old, could be heard yelling for help while inside the suitcase, prompting Sarah Boone, the female, to respond, that's what I feel like when you cheat on me. <laughs> ah. She just starts unloading into the suitcase. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm surprised that that's not, I guess uh, nah. this reminds me of that King of the Hill episode where- uh, Hammer time. Hammer time. This reminds me of that King of the Hill episode where they go to the magic show and then Hank locks Peggy in the fucking box and yes. then says, all right, you have to teach me the trick and I, or th- otherwise I'm not going to let you out. Yep. And I, you know, you know what? That fucking brilliant. King of the Hill is the best show. It really is. Ever. It really what? is. <laughs> when one of the bits. Next to Beavis and Buddy. No, one of the bits, the best bit on uh, King of the Hill real quick. He had a can of WD-40. You couldn't get the lid off. So he pulled out a, a tinier can one. of WD-40, yes. sprayed it and removed yes. the lid. Best joke ever. Boone told police that she thought it would be funny if he got inside the suitcase, according to Fox 35. She allegedly said that they were drinking at the time and she passed out on her bed. And when she woke up hours later, she allegedly said that she found him unresponsive and not breathing. So supposedly they were having a good time. They were she was locking him in suitcases. He was cheating on her. It seems like both parties were were that's really, great. really banging it's it out It's a Florida here. party right there. Uh, it you is. You know, they were they were working through their issues. They're just, both jerking off. He just he just had enough. 
<laughs> Maybe it was a suicide. He zipped himself in the back. I don't want to be this bitch anymore. <laughs> Just like JFK, suicide. Mm. That, at least according to her, that she was having a good time. However, cell phone videos and viral, or er, not viral videos, but videos that were found of the incident has quoted her as saying, quote, for everything you've done to me, fuck you, stupid. No, it, those are deep fakes. Oh, really? Those, those are fake deep news. fakes. Ah. That's, those are the Russians put those there. Mm, uh, so the Russians put ah. her... So the Russians implanted the yep. story They're of... covering up the suicide. Mm, they are covering it up. Yep. <laughs> and finally, we Why have a man... whether he got murdered or was suicided. <laughs> finally, this comes out of uh, the Jacksonville area near Middleburg, Florida. A man arrested after dropping his pants and mooning an entire restaurant full of diners. This yeah. happened in Middleburg, Florida. Diners received a little bit more than they bargained for as oh, they yeah. sat down to eat this past Sunday morning. I, I love local news headlines. It really, really... Uh, That's just a goofy prank. A How old yes. hold came on, hold on, Wait, hold on. How old is he? We... Uh, let's see. The story does not say. A man... It just, a man? What the fuck? Okay, so if he's... What is this reporting? Fucking if he's news in his, for Jacksonville? I'll put it like this. If it's, he's in his 20s, it's just a prank. If he's in his 30s... It's gotta be. He's mm. having a hard time at home. Is he... 23-year-old middle birthday. Uh, okay, cool. Prank. Yeah, it's, so it's a it prank. So it is a prank. He's a college If you're kid. in your 40s or later, you you're, have, you're having serious problems and you need to be stopped. Yeah. Man, he did it all wrong. If anybody watched the movie Waiting, he needed to goat everybody. Hell yeah. And then you get to kick everyone in the ass three S- times. Stick your balls in between your butt cheeks and mm. just shake them. You dick oh, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. the whole too. thing. Get, get it in there. Thing. Mm-hmm. This happened at 10 a.m. actually, and he showed up at the restaurant in order to collect his wife's paycheck. So his wife works there. He oh. went there at 10 o'clock in the morning in order to collect her paycheck, and then at some point he was asked to leave for causing a disturbance. But on the way out, he just dropped his pants and mooned everyone inside the restaurant, according to the report, which indicated that several diners were offended by the obscene gesture. I, think it, I can just ta- imagine taking like, it too seriously. I could just like imagine like several like. Not not the people eating at the diners, but the actual di- like several diners were offended. Like they're all in the building. Yes, <laughs> mini diners. That's weird. You know what's like, fucked up about this? You're weird. God, it's like a, like a dinerception. You hear that though? Diners and you hear that? diners and the diners were offended. That's the sound of divorce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a fucked up part of the story. You know the DUI and DUI with property damage. That guy had a five hundred dollar bond. Yeah. This man was arrested on misdemeanor indecent exposure and breach of peace charges, and his bond was set at $5,000. You know why? Hmm. There's probably kids in there. Yeah, that he... And they could have charged him and registered him as a sex offender. Know. That's true. It it, if you get technical... It could, mm-hmm. it could have been worse. He could have been registered as a sex offender. I, Just saying. That That is true. I, that I think could have happened. Be lucky. You're right, because... The, one little thing goes wrong there. Like maybe one of those parents decides, oh my God, my kid saw a bare 23 year old man ass. Uh, then things change. Just a kid goes, that guy showed me his butt. There you go. Now you're a registered sex offender. Congratulations. Yep. You're, you're fucking done. You're yeah, done. Dude. Apparently the man just decided to wait outside. He just waited outside while police arrived. He sat out there. They called, they called police because of a disturbance. And he's just like, you know what? I'm going to sit there and wait for police to get here. We'll, <laughs> he we'll sort this out. Fate, yeah. Yeah. He accepted his fate. It's unclear what he had to say since his conversation with the responding deputy was redacted from the arrest report. It's very unfortunate. I kind of wanted to know what happened. I feel like there. we were a bunch of racial slurs, which is why it was redacted. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- 
The like fact that he's showing his ass, that doesn't necessarily mean that there has to be racial slurs. No, like, there, that's a bit of a jump there, I'm don't say, you think? No, but I'm thinking, okay, one is Florida, which is uh, the home of the Klan. Um, two, which is true. You can That's true. In, in, uh, I think it's PSL. I want to say Port St. Lucie. But there's a big-ass Klan here. Well, um, there's, a, there's a Klan, yes, but it's not the home. Yeah, it used to be Alabama, there. but they got run out by the blacks. So now they're here. The blacks? <laughs> by the blacks. <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> You've been to Mississippi lately? I don't know Mississippi's is burning. Um, always. Always. All the crosses everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> That's Dixie country. Uh, anyway, uh, I think it's, in my head, I see a guy going into a diner to obviously get his wife's paycheck, mm-hmm. has a disagreement with the supervisor manager, whatever, probably because they won't release it to some weirdo. Like, she has to be there to collect it. Yeah. And then he gets mad and moons everyone. So you try and think of the situation that's happening here yeah. that could potentially have sparked. He gets mad and moons everyone, and I'm thinking if they redacted why he what he said, I'm pretty sure that's why because I don't see any other reason why they would redact it. I guess that that's fair because yeah. honestly, I you're right. Why would else or why else would they unless it has offensive redact, language? Redact I don't see why like they would redact it like yeah. that. All right, so those were those were uh, three Florida men. Actually, one of them was a Florida woman. The man in this story died. Poor guy of the suitcase. He died. Oh, he died I thought, you, I thought the mooner died. I was like, what are you going to shoot out with a fucking cop? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he pulled up with his pants already down and like police interpreted that as pulled from the his derringer ass. out of his asshole and just fucking shot at the cops. Damn, dude. That took a weird it's turn. Like Jack Black in fucking Tropic Thunder. Just yeah, like digging around fucking in his 1911 out of his dick. God, 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 God. So two Florida men and one Florida woman entered the ring and... None of them exited because they all went to jail. Yeah. And uh, so such is the fate of the legendary, legendary Florida man. We'll, we'll, I'll, uh, we'll get this segment ready to go prim and proper for next time. So that was that was the show. We will be back next week for the usual action. It's going to be great. It's going to be huge. We have a lot going on. We'll have our final AI script. Plus, we'll have Am I the Asshole? It'll have a new name. What will it be? Stay tuned because I don't even know yet. See you later. The Spaghetti Chronicles. You're probably right. Bye.